morning, good afternoon, good evening, my dear friends, fans, and colleagues, no matter where you are and when you're listening. Welcome back to Voices of the Sacred Feminine, and I'm your host, Karen Tate. And if you happen to be listening live, you know what? You don't even need a clock, because uh, if you're here and uh, we're uh, airing and you know, you're not listening from the archives, then you know it is 11 a.m. Pacific Time on a Wednesday. And we stream uh, from all the regular places uh, out there that um, uh, are platforms for podcasting, you know, Spotify, Amazon, Google Podcast, Apple, iHeart. We're on all of those uh, resources. Uh, and uh, you can also go just straight to Blog Talk, which is, um, was the original platform for this. Uh, show and still is, and uh, there are, I'd say, uh, 10 or 12 years of um, of archives there for you, and uh, it has been called by more than one person a treasure trove. So avail yourself of the treasure, absolutely free. And if you want to subscribe, that would be great too, because you know what? You will get uh, an email reminder in your inbox once a week, and it will tell you uh, what the show is this week and give you a quick link to be able to go right there and uh, click on it, and it will take you right to the show to be able to listen. So uh, thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. Um, I know there's lots of podcasts out there, so thank you for your listener loyalty. And um, the music you heard opening the show uh, was by Alea Deo, and that was her cut called Awaken. Uh, it's also uh, the name of the CD uh, that that cut is on, Awaken. And, uh, you know, I think uh, that's what's happening to a lot of us these days. We are being called to awaken in so many different ways. Um, some of us are referring to it as ascension, as we try to evolve as, um, you know, as better human beings, you know, to be the best version of ourselves, to be our authentic self. Uh, some of us um, are thinking that we can awaken uh, as we tap into our uh, higher selves, into our intuition. And that, um, that intuition is where we're really going today as uh, I chat with my guest, uh, Cynthia Singleton. Uh, she's a, a best-selling author on Amazon, and uh, she has a book out, uh, which we're going to be uh, chatting about today. And um, uh, that book is titled Amping Your Abilities, 77 Ways to Awaken, Explore, and Ignite Your Intuition. And uh, it's been a best-selling book uh, going on three years now. So, you know, that's one of the ones you're going to want to have on your library shelves. Um, I want to just tell you a little bit about her before we start our chat. Uh, she's a teacher in many capacities uh, during her life, uh, including an elementary school teacher. Uh, she believes in encouraging others to explore their world and discover their human potential. She has over nine titles in print which display her love of nature, photography, poetry, and even cats. And uh, you can learn more about Cynthia at in 
intuitivesuperpowers.com. And today, um, our show, the title is Awaken and Ignite Your Intuitive Abilities. So, Cynthia, welcome to Voices of the Sacred Feminine. Good morning. Thank you for that beautiful introduction. Hello, everybody. <laughs> well, I'm so glad to have you with me. Um, I think, um, uh, you know, when I'm speaking for myself here, um, you know, I have been very left brain all my life, you know, the analytical Virgo. And at this late stage, you know, I really feel the pressure, and a good pressure, um, you know, to really sort of crack open my right brain and get what's been waiting there for me to discover, if you will. And I feel like that's part of what you're doing for people, you know, in this book, you know, getting them just, you know, uh, from living in their head, um, you know, to actually, uh, you know, living in their intuition, their heart, uh, in their higher selves. I mean, beyond just the, you know, the, the analytical life, you know, left brain. I could definitely relate to that for absolute sure because much of my life was uh, was kind of a, in the traditional role of uh, how the world is, a subscriptive type uh, approach. And uh, I had this underlying hidden world in my life of the things that were very right-brained. And I don't even know if I'd call it right-brained because I'd call it uh, – Maybe it stems from the soul and how we're born and what we're born with. So I know you claim to be left brain. And also there's this seed inside of us that uh, I call intuition. Okay. Well, and and I'm glad we're going to be chatting about that today because I think it benefits us all to tap into it, feel comfortable with it, trust it, you know, uh, because it can certainly – uh, guide us when uh, maybe logic even fails us. But but let's kind of start at the beginning. I know when I reached out to you to maybe do the podcast, you know, you said that, you know, you've been pretty shy to be on podcasts. Um, you know, you want to tell us a little bit about that? and Because I think it, it somehow ties into your book, right? It does. It's actually, it's it's a good lead-in because uh, like perhaps some of your listeners, uh, maybe they too, like me, and maybe not, uh, had a big part of themselves that they may have uh, hidden in their life. And that was definitely uh, me. Even from my youngest years, uh, I was interested in unexplained phenomenon. And uh, in this traditional world that I was living in, uh, you know, some of those subjects like unexplained phenomenon were taboo. And so uh, I not only wrote this book for others, but as many authors might say, I wrote it for my own self and wellness too. And that is uh, encouraging others to come out of, you know, that social stigma hiding of subjects that are so yummy and juicy like this and uh so i'm still learning to shine my light and to be vulnerable uh in revealing what's been a lifetime passion for me and so yeah sometimes i can feel a little shy to put myself out there but i also know that 
you know, the end game or the journey here is to share this uh, with others who might have a similar path or similar uh, experience. And for those who didn't and were able to really bring their abilities to the forefront from when they were young, I celebrate that and uh, honor that for sure because, yeah, I want to grow into my confidence in this as well and share it with others. And it's happening. Uh, You know, the more that I'm in that place, the more... I'm more comfortable, and uh, I love to, you know, I was an elementary school teacher for so many years. I love to bring people with me on this journey of uh, opening up to to things that are, that we're passionate about and that we love. Yeah. So, um, you know, in the beginning, if you were in an environment where this was taboo, um, I guess I wonder, uh, do you remember how you recognized it, how you nurtured it maybe, um, uh, you know, even though maybe you, uh, everyone around you, I, I would imagine you probably couldn't talk to them about it. Um, I, how, how did you um, have a relationship with it, I guess? Yeah, yeah. So um, I've always had the interest an intuition and unexplained phenomenon. And uh, so I I was, my mom was really great about taking us uh, to the library when we were very young. And I remember, you know, only being as tall as at the time, maybe the second or third shelf in the library. But I remember being on bended knee in the occult section and uh, looking left and looking right and being afraid that I might get caught in that, a cold section on bended knee. So books were definitely one way that I could nurture that. My mom taking us to the library uh, was one way that I could nurture that. Um, Yeah, it was something that I always had as uh, an internal interest that I often tuned into and in my free time would play with it. Like, for example, I remember as a teenager (laughs) sitting on my bed trying to move tacks with my, uh, setting them on my bed and trying to move them with my uh, my intention or playing with a deck of cards and trying to guess, is this one going to be black or is this one going to be red? And uh, I remember coming across certain books uh, in my life where it was, such a pleasure to be like, oh my gosh, this is like a piece of gold here. It's a book on uh, near-death experiences or past lives and or or subjects like that uh, that weren't so prevalent, uh, but I definitely had an interest. So it's so absolutely refreshing these days now that uh, these are subjects that aren't so taboo and, and we can really dive into them. And I hope people can dive into those subjects in my book as well and share that yeah. journey. Well, um, well, would you feel comfortable maybe uh, sharing some of your own experience with um, unknown phenomena, as you call it? Sure, absolutely. So uh, all of us are born with intuition and, I, uh, and, and abilities. And uh, for me, it, it was... Uh, as big as when I was a young child, uh, I 
I would experience spirits or I would experience lights waking up at night. Uh, Our first home that I lived in with my family uh, actually had a ghost, and it felt like that was just a normal thing. There was no parental discouragement around the idea of, uh, you know, having a ghost or being scared of having a ghost. This unknown phenomenon would happen around our house, and it, it was absolutely natural for us to uh, live in a world like that. Uh, My parents never discouraged us about that kind of stuff, and it was just normal and natural. I grew up in a uh, home with a mom, a dad, and my sister, and all of us experienced it, and sometimes uh, we would say, oh, this happened, you know, this time, or this happened that time. And uh, so, yeah, we would would hear something moving in the kitchen at night, or we would see something flash by... uh, the side of our site or uh, experiences like that. Uh, At night, my sister and I would see, uh, sometimes see a form standing uh, in our doorway, like watching over us uh, as if it was caretaking. And so for us, it was just a normal thing until... uh, until if I may lead into when I started to hide my abilities, unless there was more than that, Karen, to ask about. Yeah. So um, it wasn't until I was seven that my sister and I uh, went to a slumber party with some dear friends that I still adore in this life. And, um, we at bedtime as young girls were uh, in this little pool house with our friends and uh, it was my first slumber party and I remember the girls at bedtime would said the thing that many people would say uh, at at that age or in groups of girls at least in my life when I was young uh, I realized later was oh let's tell ghost stories and so here we are getting ready for bed and my sister and I just casually and nonchalantly we're like oh sure we'll tell you about our ghost and uh we started to tell stories about the ghost that lived in our house and it was um actually really shocking and surprising and um really unsettling for me to realize that oh my goodness these people don't live the same kind of life that I've lived up to now. They're actually afraid of ghosts. And some of the girls are saying that my sister and I are lying. And that's when my first introduction to the social stigma around the idea of ghosts was stepping out of my family unit and seeing what other people thought about that. Because Again, for me, it was normal growing up like that until that slumber party where I realized, oh, my gosh, not everybody has this kind of experience. Not everybody uh, lives life uh, where these unknown phenomena happen. So that was right. a shocker for me. And so that was that was the beginning of kind of going into hiding when it came to intuitive abilities or unknown phenomena. So, um, so let me ask you: um, Do you have advice uh, for listeners who, you know, um, maybe they are wondering if they're tapping into intuition uh, or their second sight or something like that, or versus 
um, it's, it's their imagination or they're deluding themselves. You know, I, I realize it might be different for different people, but how do you, um, how do you distinguish the real, the real intuition, I guess say more so than, you know, um, psychic phenomena, because uh, I'm kind of delineating between the two. How do you uh. tell the difference between real intuition and maybe just, um, I don't know, deluded thinking, wishful thinking? Yeah, it's, well, it's so interesting. Uh, this week on uh, a social media post, I I put up a bunch of pictures about intuition and, uh, yeah, we might come up against some people who uh, say, well, your gut feeling might not be uh, accurate, or we might come up against people who kind of push against that. And um, as I think about intuition, I think about it's not necessarily like a an emotional response to stimuli or something going on inside, out of, outside of our world, uh, that it's this really, this calm, grounded, inner knowing, um, like the the wiseness of our soul, where uh, when we approach situations, there's there's just a, a knowing and a feeling and tuning into, uh, yeah. So when I tap into my intuition, I, I don't just say, well, this is reality. Uh, when I tap into my intuition, I think it's wise to to question and to uh, not necessarily overanalyze, but really tune into it and and ask myself, is this accurate? So uh, intuition isn't necessarily like a leap of faith of this is how it is. It's more of an inner knowing and tuning into one's soul or whatever your divinity might be and feel into it. Does it feel calm? Does it feel solid? Does it feel grounded? And in that, um, one can delineate uh, in some ways uh, if it's intuition or not. There's always, uh, you know, the idea of healthy skepticism. But sometimes we just know and we feel and we respond accordingly when we talk about intuition yeah there's a different feeling to it um i think and it's really hard to language isn't it it is it is it's like saying <laughs> well, what is love or what is uh, you know some people say god or what is divinity what is spirit it, it can be hard to put the words on that exactly yeah yeah and uh and you know, and, and I think uh, that, you know, as I was hearing you, uh, you know, tell us about, you know, your your young self at the slumber party um, and, you know, some of your friends being afraid, uh, I couldn't help but think back to, I mean, there was a time when if people said stuff like that or, you know, they were clairaudient and they heard you know, uh, guidance in their head, um, people would think they were ready for a rubber room. <laughs> right, right, you know. And, uh, in fact, when I look at, you know, some of the first pages of my book or when I talk about some of the introduction to my book is, yeah, it wasn't long ago when uh, 
Yeah, when somebody said they had a voice in their head or, yeah, like clairaudience or responded to intuition in ways that weren't, uh, oh, what's the right word, Um, you know, skewed. Uh, There are definitely, we honor people who are truly mentally ill, and then we delineate that, again, as the, the voice of intuition versus somebody who can use that kind of help and support if they're mentally ill. But yeah, uh, it, it wasn't long ago where the, there was a stigma about uh, voices yeah. in our head. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, and let's think, you know, you think about it, whether you're doing a guided meditation or you're doing some other practice to tune in, um, you know, you can't, it can't hurt you to listen. I mean, nobody's saying you have to act on it. Um, you know, you can decide <laughs> right. if it right. if it might be something to benefit you or not. Um, I mean, shoot, you could sit on it for six months <laughs> uh, before you make up your mind if it was a genuine uh, message from your higher self or uh, wherever. Well, you know, I, I want to talk about the book, but but I just thought of a question for you. Where do you think sure. the, where do you think it comes from? Do you think it's coming from um, our our own higher self? You know, or uh, I don't want to put words in your mouth, so I'm not going to you know offer any other options for a source. Uh, I, I want to hear where you think uh, we're tapping in when we get that intuition. Yeah, well, uh, that can be a tricky question based off of people's beliefs. So I suppose I could talk about my personal belief and honor uh, other people who embrace their intuition as to um, what they believe. And, uh, yeah, I think that uh, our souls are in lace with uh, the capacity of intuition that uh, that is tied to source or is tied to God or is tied to divinity uh, and spirit. And yeah, for me, intuition is listening to my uh, higher self and uh, yeah, kind of wondering if, uh, if this is for my highest good, is this going to serve me? Is this going to make myself a better person? Is this going to make the, the world a better place? And uh, so in my my belief system, which can potentially change and uh, and grow and evolve in my life, is is that intuition is the the uh, language of our soul. Yeah. Um, well, one more question before we take a break. Um, I want to ask mm-hmm. you if you feel comfortable sharing it. Um, give us an example of maybe one of your most potent. Um, experiences with intuition that really impacted your life in either a positive or negative way? Oh, my gosh, Karen. (laughs) I wrote a whole book about this, so let's see. (laughs) Um, I could talk about an experience that happened that I didn't write in my book, and uh, maybe people have experiences in potential emergency situations. And there was a time where I was uh, on a mountain bike ride and we had all come back uh, to our cars and I was behind, standing behind my Subaru, getting, uh, getting, uh, unloading my gear and just kind of doing my thing. And, and a girlfriend of mine, a friend of mine had parked her husband's truck behind me and we were on a hill. And as we were unloading, um, 
there was something in me. Uh, she was parked about five or six feet behind my car. There was something in me when she got into her car uh, that that told me to get into the back of my car and to jump into the back of my car. And before I know it, this whole situation had unfolded where she got into her husband's uh, truck and had accidentally hit the clutch versus the brake. And the car had started to roll towards exactly where I was standing. And uh, it was was this overwhelming sense. And I can put it into words now, and I don't know if at that moment it felt like it came as words, but it was jump into the back of your car. And the response to that, like, I mean, who just jumps into the back of their car? I could have gone left, I could have gone right, I could have gone under perhaps, but there was something that guided me to jump into the back of my car. So that is one of the most poignant moments of uh, hearing, quote unquote, a voice of intuition that uh, literally like saved my capacity to walk. She wound up being able to stop the truck when it was just inches from my bumper where I had just been standing. And I don't even want to think about um, what could have happened if I hadn't listened to that voice of of intuition and responded accordingly, because it was very clear that this is exactly what I need to do. Uh, It wasn't like a sense of panic or it was just like a calm, but still like this feeling of this is what you must do. Everything in my body, everything in my soul had me jump into the back of my car as I watched the rest of it unfold. Wow, what a what an incredible story. Okay, um, we're going to take a break uh, for a moment here and um, let listeners hear a word uh, from Joe Carson. Thank you for that story, Cynthia. We'll be back to talk more yes. about your book in a second. Great. This is from Jonathan Nightshade, a Gardnerian high priest of the Whitecroft line, a traditional craft practitioner and researcher, writing about Joe Carson's book, Celebrate Wildness, Magic, Mirth, and Love on the Feriferia Path. I love this book, how special this work is and how appreciated. As someone who was young in the 1970s and through the years only found snippets of information on Feriferia, one of the first modern pagan paths, this book comes as an artistic revelation of the core practices of the way of the goddess and gods reborn for the next age of the Divine Maiden. She has clearly introduced the historical background, philosophy, and ritual practices of the joyous wilderness mysteries of the fairy faith, illuminated by the marvelous pagan art of Feriferia's founder, Fred Adams. I was very pleased that the high-quality production of this oversized volume makes it a collectible work of art, as well as a testament to the visionary philosophy of Fred Adams. I feel blessed that I received a copy. I will treasure it and look forward to the next book for more of the deep philosophy and ritual practice of Feriferia. Celebrate Wildness is a dense, art book quality, hardcover book. You can get it for just $45 from the Feriferia website at feriferia.org. That's F-E-R-A-F-E-R-I-A dot org. 
Well, there's some things I want to make sure listeners out there know about. Um, First, uh, coming up November 6th through 8th in uh, San Miguel de Allende, Mexico, uh, there's going to be a a sacred feminine women's gathering. And uh, if you haven't heard of San Miguel de Allende, well, uh, you might want to look it up on travel and leisure uh, because it was voted one of the most enchanting destinations in Mexico. And a group called uh, Calling the Circle will be having ceremony there uh, with native facilitators, speakers who will share goddess wisdom, smaller sister discussion groups. Uh, They're going to be doing journaling, sound healing, collaborative, creative experience. They're going to be facilitated. Uh, And their intention is to connect, inspire, empower, and celebrate the divine feminine in all of us. And uh, they say uh, to potential attendees, join us as we connect with the essence of goddess wisdom, learn from women considered inspirational leaders in their fields, and explore topics that include sacred feminine spirituality, ancient matriarchal cultures, ritual, creativity, and the visionary path into this new time. This will be an opportunity to nourish and transform ourselves and our world at this time of deep awakening. So that's coming up the weekend of November 6th through 8th. And if you want uh, more information, go to the website sacredfemininecircle.com sacredfemininecircle.com also Saturday yep it is here upon us Saturday uh, over a thousand women around the world will be coming together in a unified field of sacred ceremonies within the thousand goddesses gathering global grid collectively uh, all of those participating will be helping to fulfill the Tibetan prophecy which states that when a thousand goddesses or Tibetan Taras unite, then the tone of our sacred earth will shift from fear to compassion. And don't we need that right now? Um, So if uh, you want to uh, be involved with that, uh, you can either uh, go to the website, uh, which is a thousandgoddesses.net, and a thousand is the, you know, use the numerals, one, zero, zero, zero. 1000goddesses.net look on the map and see if there is uh, a place near you that you can drive to and participate with a group if you'd like Uh, or uh, you know you can you know read on the website how to do it virtually from your home altar and just attune uh, with the other people all around the globe that are going to be taking part in this and just sort of Uh, everyone sharing their energy, going out like a cosmic web. And uh, if you're in Grants Pass, Oregon, where I am, uh, I am doing a slideshow of Sacred Goddess Sites on Saturday. And before we start the slideshow, we're actually going to be doing this attunement uh, with the global grid. So, um, you know, a little bit of something extra, you know, for us to uh, tap into as we look at goddess sites all around the world, we'll be um, attuning with uh, women and men all around the world, helping um, helping the goddess energy of compassion rise. 
And um, one last thing, if you don't already know about it, uh, please uh, look, you know, Google uh, Divine Feminine app, the Divine Feminine app. Uh, I am just so impressed with this um, with this site. Uh, it, it has just grown by leaps and bounds over the years, and uh, it is just such a great resource to uh, find other people who are interested in the sacred feminine and all different flavors of the sacred feminine, I might add. Uh, you can find uh, local people uh, you know, doing goddess-oriented stuff, or you can find virtual events you can take part in, or you can find retreats or sacred tours. Uh, it's really pretty incredible. Uh, even if you just want to go look and see how the sacred feminine has risen over the years, how widespread um, acknowledging her, working with her, uh, helping her rise, um, you know, has, has, has just grown and expanded. It's really amazing. So uh, Divine Feminine App, please do go check it out. Okay, so um, if you're... Uh, just tuning in to the show. Uh, we're we're at about the half hour, and um, we're with uh, Cynthia Singleton, and we're talking about uh, her book, uh, "Amping Your Abilities: Seventy Seven Ways to Awaken, Explore, and Ignite Your Intuition." So, Cynthia, let's um, delve into the book a little bit. Um, so, uh, seventy-seven ways. Uh, tell us, you know, you know, pick some things out of there. Maybe some practices that uh, you think listeners might benefit from. You know, give us a carrot, tease us to go buy that book. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Well, just uh, as a, an overall idea of the book. Uh, as we delve into the idea of 77 ways, those 77 ways to explore and, and ignite your intuition are on a lot of subjects. And uh, to name a few, uh, I have some ideas uh, written down that are uh, from my uh, table of contents. And we go into activities such as intention and allowing or passion, creativity and flow, uh, synchronicity, serendipitous coincidences and signs, and, and maybe listeners are listening and yes, yes, I've experienced the science and consciousness, uh, electronic phenomenon, your energetic field, dreams, premonitions, and simple meditations, past lives and near-death experiences, and crossing the veil and visitations, or even tips for the empath. And uh, so those, that's just a little slathering of some of the kinds of exercises we go into. And just as an overall um, encouragement is in those 77 ways, uh, you know, each of us is unique, each of us is different, and, and we honor and support that. And you might realize some exercises are for you and some might not be for you. And that's the beauty of what your intuition will tell you as you read the book. The invitation is there to delve in. And as we uh, think about a carrot to play with, yes, I'd love to play with everyone today. So uh, here's one example uh, on your energetic field. So uh, if anybody's listening or even listening to the recording, something you could do now is to start rubbing your hands together. 
and feel the warmth and, and feel that friction. And then slowly separate your hands a bit and then bring them together without touching, kind of like bouncing them gently facing each other. And perhaps you can feel the energy difference of when you're moving your hands closer together or further apart. So uh, that is an exercise that can help you tune into your energetic field. You could even do it palm to palm with a friend or even a group of people. You can modify these exercises uh, to be playful and kind of a treasure trove of exploration. So that is one exercise to play with. Again, is to rub your hands together, slowly bring them together, feel the energy as you move them apart together, maybe even, uh, as mentioned, bounce them together and feel that energy. Uh, Like if you stuck your hand way out just into nowhere as you're standing there, like up in the air or out to your side. But then when you contrast and you feel the difference of when your hands are closer together and you could feel that energy feel or, or, or if you can't feel it, I would encourage you to experiment with feeling that. And yes, try it with other people too. And you might realize, Oh my gosh, this is a thing. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, And what else do you want us to know about your book, Cynthia? Yeah. So, um, Yeah, I I love to be able to tell people that uh, this book is not just for people who are really starting to delve in to these explorations. This is also for well-seasoned people. And uh, that's the beauty of, uh, of the book is that the exercises, are there for people who uh, want to try something that maybe they've heard of, but it, it's in the book. It's written there. It's uh, it's concrete. It's something you can always turn back to, or it might be something new that oh, okay, let me let me try this angle. Let me let me think of it this way. Uh, it, it it really looks at things from different perspectives and angles. And again, as I talked about. Uh, all of the the different subjects that I write about, it's a plethora of, of all kinds of fun to be had as we look at these subjects. And well, um, you know, I've read some of your materials, and um, you know, you ask, uh, you know, potential readers, have you ever hidden your intuitive potential? Do you have any advice for people who are maybe either afraid to tune in or maybe feel they do have to hide this intuitive side of themselves? Well, those are are the kind of people that I uh, really want to say I understand (laughs) your journey. And I've been there, even though this side of me that has been interested in intuition and unexplained phenomena my whole life has been so big all of my life. That might be the case for other people out there, but they don't share or show that side of themselves or even play or practice in it. So uh, really my book in general is a tool that can be a shared journey 
for people who have experienced that. Uh, I have personal stories throughout it as well as the, uh, the explorations. And a lot of people might be able to relate to this journey that, that I've experienced for my life, from my life or in my life. And, uh, and so that might be a good bridge and a gateway for people who are a little shy about this. But I also want to say for those of us who uh, might not be so shy about it, there's so much to play with in the book and to have fun with and to really dive into and explore and awaken in oneself. So, uh, the invitation is for all and also that, you know, my hand is extended with this book for people who have been through a journey like mine of, uh, of supporting you as you bring your shine into the world. Now, your website is intuitivesuperpowers.com. What will, uh, what will listeners uh, find if they go there? Yeah, uh, I'm at intuitivesuperpowers.com, and there is a, a link to where to buy my book. There is also a, a one-minute trailer, of, uh, like a movie trailer, of my book that, can, uh, that summarizes uh, my book in that one-minute trailer. Uh, there's also uh, an events page, uh, events that I have uh, been at and uh or or shared some of this on and then on the the first page i do have a uh, chapter in my book that's called crossing the veil and i write about uh that in my book and i have featured at least right now on my home page a meditation for crossing the veil so there's a lot to explore that i didn't even talk about here so i encourage you to go to uh, intuitivesuperpowers.com and just play on the website, too, and see what kind of offerings and fun there is there. And for people who maybe want to chat with you uh, on Facebook, um, do you want to mention that and uh, how you spell your name specifically so they can find you? Yeah, yeah. I um, I had a separate author page, and I've kind of amalgamated everything into my personal page, but it's uh, Cindy, C-Y-N-D-I, space. Singleton. And uh, yeah, you're welcome to come take a look. I have a lot of public posts on that page. And uh, so it would be fun for people to share in some of that too. You're also on that page going to see a Saturday post often. I have a kitty cat that I just adore. And we celebrate that on Saturdays with a picture of her or honoring other cats and you know we also honor dogs and other animals but uh yeah if you're welcome to check That's out sweet. you are welcome to check out Saturday posts too awesome well and you mentioned uh that meditation on your website about uh crossing the veil i mean we're in the season of Samhain you know coming uh, coming upon us pretty quickly here, and uh, if you've been in the goddess community or the pagan community or the witchy community, uh, you know this is traditionally the time when we believe the veil between the world is thinnest, uh, and uh, you can maybe cross um, 
cross that barrier, cross that veil to um, connect with your loved ones. Uh, may they be human, you know, may they be uh, animal species. And uh, if you've never done that before, Cynthia, I would imagine that meditation might be a good way for people to explore that, right? Oh, this is a great time to explore that. I can say even in my personal experience, I can uh, verify that this is the time of year where things seem to ramp up in terms of uh, activity or uh, or unexplained phenomenon or being able to tap into the other side. So not only I know is it's a cultural thing and, and that. I can vouch for this is the time of year where things feel like they really ramp up uh, with unexplained phenomenon and intuition. So, yes, people are invited to go explore and and have fun with that. Well, and before I let you go, you have another really fun project that you have published out there, and I want to make sure listeners learn about this, especially with the holidays upon us. They really might want to think about, uh, you know, putting this in someone's stocking or getting it for themselves, you know, to maybe enhance their love life. Um, You have something called uh, kissing cards, don't you? Yes, I am the designer and developer of Kissing Cards. And uh, I did a little experiment online this morning. I thought, well, I'm just going to put in Kissing Cards if I go to Google. And when I Google Kissing Cards, uh, this game uh, that's available uh, comes up and is available for purchase on Amazon. And this is a great time of year to play with it too because uh, in this deck of cards uh, where you get to play with different kinds of kisses and uh, even some wild cards to connect uh, with uh, a, a partner is uh, there are kisses such as the ghost kiss or kisses such as there's a zombie kiss there's a cat <laughs> kiss there's a a sweet vampire kiss. There's a seductive vampire kiss. So this is a fun year to to play with the cards as uh, one goes in with the spirit of October. And, of course, uh, I know Valentine's Day is far away. Uh, it's a perfect gift for Valentine's Day if you're thinking ahead. And I love how you mentioned the holidays. And uh, it's, it's really a connective game uh, for any time of year. I really support it. Yeah people, connection, and love and gratitude, and one can find that fun playfulness in the spirit of that uh, in these cards. And maybe in the in the process, in, you know, encourage some uh, intimacy in, uh, you know, laughter and, and fun, you know, which, uh, shoot, we all, uh, all need a lot more of that these days, right? <laughs> Absolutely, and I forgot to say, uh, you can also find those at kissingcardsgames.com. So it's kissing cards with an S, games with an S, kissingcardsgames.com. So just to to clarify, um, would would you say that's more for adults than, uh, you know, than minors, for instance, if someone is, you know, contemplating maybe getting those cards? Yeah, I market it uh, 
for adults. And I even have a little disclaimer on the game that it is for 18 years and older, and only for mutually consenting adults. Where each, I'm reading, looking at it now, each responsible for communicating boundaries, limits, and choices throughout the entirety of the game. It's a, it's, it's a good game to practice consciousness and connection too. Uh, yeah, so exploring that together in connection and fun okay. and playfulness. Yeah. Well, since, well, Cynthia, this has been fun, and um, uh, you know, I want to give you the last word here. Is there anything you want to share with listeners before, um, you know, before we say goodbye today? Sure. Um, oh, one thing I, I didn't mention earlier is my book is also available via Ingram, and people might not know what that is, but is if you walk into any of your local bookstores, some people prefer not to go on Amazon, is uh, because I'm with a publisher uh, with my book, that it is in this big database that's basically uh, almost worldwide, where if you go in and you ask about my book, the title of the book, uh, that they can order it through this database pretty much anywhere. So if that's your preference to go to your local bookstore, uh, you can ask about my book there. And then, um, yeah, the big takeaway uh, is let's all, uh, I choose to, and I hope other people also do too, is to start making the world a better place by not hiding yourself and your shine or your intuition or your abilities. Uh, my book has taught me this too, uh, and I hope that you can embrace the journey to expand and awaken, ignite, explore your intuition, not only for the benefit of your life and wellness, but also for the benefit of the world that can really use your gifts and your shine and also uh, for the benefit of our pets, too. My book really does talk about a beloved pet throughout, uh, and uh, I share that story uh, throughout my book as well. So, uh, yes, okay. let's love the world, let's love our pets, and let's love ourselves and our abilities. And one final question for you. Uh, if uh, folks listening uh, or in the southern Oregon area. Don't you have a class or something coming up soon? I do. I do. I'm so honored to uh, mention that in Southern Oregon, in the Rogue Valley, and in Grants Pass, there is a new healing center. And Karen, correct me if I don't say it correct. It's a Serendipity Healing Center or Healing Arts, right? That's right. Uh huh. <laughs> By, uh, uh, by Lisa and Ken. And so this Healing Arts Center is in Grants Pass. It is sort of freshly opened. And, yes, uh, if you check out their website, uh, you can find out that I have a class at the end of this month and the end of next month uh, at the fourth Wednesday of each month. And it's, it's, a, it's a really nice time to connect uh, with a group in community to settle in and do some connection exercises. It's a nice time to also do some intuitive activities together. And I also am a fan of movement and dance, so I will guide people through some intuitive movement. And then we'll also break into some free-form 
uh, dance. And if one's not a big dancer, one can just enjoy some music and really take in the vibration and, and the focus of the night and uh, and play with all of that. So people are invited on the fourth Wednesday of this month, next month at 7 p.m. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Well, Cynthia, thank you for uh, everything you're contributing to the world. You're obviously uh, trying to help us all have a better quality of life and, uh, you know, get better in touch with, uh, you know, our innate abilities that, um, you know, maybe need development or can help us, uh, you know, just, uh, you know, in, in, expand, expand our consciousness. So thank you for mm-hmm. your time today to to be on the show, and uh, uh, why don't you give a shout-out to your, your primary website one last time before we say goodbye? Yes, thank you, Karen, for all you do as well in making this difference. Uh, my website is intuitivesuperpowers.com, and for the playful fun of connection, kissingcardsgames.com. Okie doke. All right. Well, thank you, Cynthia. And uh, that about does it for us today, listeners. Uh, We are going to close, as we always do, with a tribute to uh, Sekhmet, uh, the lion-headed Egyptian goddess, um, because uh, she's just so incredible. Uh, She encourages (laughs) women to step into their power, their courage, their strength. And you know what? To say no and have healthy boundaries, and to say no without guilt. Uh, Sepmet should be on every woman's altar. <laughs> All right, here we go. In uh, this music, this just quick little snippet is by uh, the, the wonderful artist uh, out in uh, Las Vegas land, Abigail Spinner McBride. Uh, look her up. Um, on uh, iTunes or wherever you get music. She's got a lot, a lot, a lot of great music. Uh, And this one is Om Sekhmet. 